Christ is risen. The Lord is risen indeed. Alleluia, alleluia. Please be seated. I want to welcome all of you who have come here with a steadfast faith, as well as all who bring their doubts, and all who are here to make their mother or grandmother happy. <laughs> Whatever the reason you are here, I'm so glad you are here to make our Alleluia ever louder. In this world, as it is, we need to make our Alleluia's ever louder. We need to get loud with our Alleluia's and speak life into the places of decay and brokenness, connection into isolation and lost purpose, to spark life and hope where it seems most impossible. Writer and devout Episcopalian Madeline L'Engle once suggested that it might be a good idea if we practiced believing six impossible things every morning before breakfast. For we are called on to believe what to many people is impossible. And instead of rejoicing in this glorious impossible, which gives meaning and dignity to our lives, we try to domesticate God, to make his mighty actions comprehensible to our finite minds. Today we proclaim the resurrection of Christ Jesus from the dead. And today I am in awe of the impossible made possible by God. The resurrection of Jesus means that the love of God is stronger than cruelty, that the immeasurable love of God will find a way out of no way, that God's boundless creativity will endure forever. He allowed himself to be swallowed up by death and thereby reach earth's very center where he could, amidst all that gives birth and forms the world's common root, infuse it forever with his divine life, wrote Karl Rahner. He is risen to reveal that by his death there remains forever implanted into earth's narrowness and pain within her heart the life of freedom and blessedness. The brilliant Dorothy Soleil got loud with her alleluias when she professed, I believe in Jesus Christ who rises again and again in our lives so that we will be free from prejudice and arrogance, free from fear and hate, and carry on and make way for his kingdom. In a little bit more modern terms, Dean Kelly Brown Douglas puts it this way, that we will be able to carry on and make way for God's just future to carry on in the now and make way for God's just future 
a future where no child is bullied, trans or otherwise, a future where women's freedoms are not erased, a future where immigrants are not feared, a future where racism is eradicated. We are called to love each other with the death-defying love of Christ, to love each other, to love Christ, to love the world, and to love ourselves with that same death-defying love that we are witnesses to today. When I was a Girl Scout, a very long time ago, one weekend at a camp out, my troop was divided up in groups to work on certain life-saving skills for which we had not shown proficiency. I was assigned to what I called the fire starter insufficiency. The little crew that had trouble starting a fire um, the natural way. Rubbing sticks or flints and sticks and flints and stones together did not make sense to this little group when there was kerosene right there. We were very practical or we just lacked patience. Bit by bit, failure after failure, despite ourselves, we finally got a spark to stay on the kindling long enough to light a flame that we carefully stoked into a mesmerizing fire of divine fire and illumination. St. Hildegard of Bingham wrote, I am the fiery life of the essence of God. I am the flame above the beauty in the fields. I shine in the waters. I burn in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And with the airy wind, I quicken all things vitally by an unseen, all-sustaining life. That fiery life essence, that flame of beauty, that vitality of an unseen, all-sustaining life force finds its fullness, its utmost sufficiency in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. God takes God's own flesh and blood, kindled with human impatience and failure, and carefully stokes the spark of new creation into the flame of resurrection. The world was warmed by hope all those thousands of years ago. And that flame of hope still brightens our lives today, burning in the sun, the moon, the stars, and in the very heart of God, even in the hearts of impatient Girl Scouts, of impatient anybodies, of all of us. Hildegard again. Like billowing clouds, like the incessant gurgle of the brook, the longing of the spirit can never be stilled. And I would add that the flame of resurrection can never be extinguished.
I heard a story about a woman named Easter recently, Ms. Easter Miles to be exact. Ms. Easter Miles is buried in a Freedman's Cemetery on land in Franklin Lake State Park <coughs> up near Corsicana, roughly. The state of Texas apparently could not afford to buy the land from the owner they were leasing it from, and it was sold to a Dallas developer. Miss Easter Miles and her fellow freedmen had been laid to rest in dignity after a life of injustice. And their resting place was being marketed as a place of development to quote the marketing materials only limited by the imagination. In a news report, a local historian and a journalist went out to find the sacred burial place. When they did find it, the historian proclaimed, Hello, Easter, we've been looking for you. And because of Easter, there is hope for the rightful respect of the resting place of these former enslaved people who deserve dignity even in death. Hello, Easter. We've been looking for you. Resurrection does not happen in a void. Jesus' resurrection was God's response to human violence against his son. In Dante's Nine Circles of Hell, the seventh is violence. If you've noticed the Trinity Gun Violence Memorial next to the columbarium, we add on to it. The, the hope is to add on to it every week to keep up with the pace of those who have died to gun violence, and, and we get behind because there are so many incidences. After the tragedy in Nashville, one Episcopal deacon's grandchild, when being picked up from her elementary school, said that she had heard about the Nashville tragedy in this way. She said, yes, I heard about it. They only got three kids, she said. That child's words judge us all. They only killed three kids. We cannot get used to that. We need to bring on the death-defying love of Christ and change the way that we are and change the way that this world works. Remember, early on the very first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw it empty, and she was afraid. In the gray morning, it seemed like all hope was gone. It took her a bit to recognize Jesus resurrected. 
but she finally did. Her message to the other disciples, the first Easter sermon, was, I have seen the Lord. That was her alleluia, so loud that it echoes beautifully in our lives today, resounding in us as we carry on towards God's just future, sparking life and hope where it seems impossible, persistently looking for Easter and warming ourselves in the flame of resurrection. As we just sang, for Christ is alive, his spirit burns through this and every future age till all creation lives and learns his joy, his justice, love, and praise. And to that we can say loudly, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Amen.